Hello, welcome to Out of Our Heads, a comics and pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bortner and the quite popular Nick Protopapis. Nick, Hello, how everyone. are you today? I, uh, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm uh. good. I'm, I'm especially happy because we have a special guest with us today um, here to talk about, you know, later on in the episode, uh, Naruto. Uh, but right now, he's an expert on The Bachelor. It's Sam Newman. Wait, who's the special guest? That's you. Oh, I'm the special guest? You're the special guest. Oh, okay. I thought they had someone else waiting in the wings. Oh, okay. No, okay. That's sorry. I'm sorry, guys. This is pretty disappointing. I thought you were going to get like a real headliner. But... You're you're an exciting guy. Am I? Yeah. What do I, what, what's so exciting about me? I think we, we, we have a lot of, of funny energy here today. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about, guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. you know, before I move on to anything else, I just want to say, you know, Joe, we're, we're like over 50 episodes in. Uh, and it's really nice, you know, this is a nice landmark for us um, that we've gotten mm. so big to have a, a minor celebrity on the podcast oh. in, in the form of Sam Newman, uh, multi-instrumentalist. Um, wow. Yeah. I've never gotten an introduction like this. Yeah. I, can I always be introduced like this? Just sure, in general? sure. Like, I, I show up at a party. The world should be introducing you like this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like this is what I've been trying to get people to do for years. Is like I'm building up all the credibility of uh-huh. like a minor actor to recognize people... you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yesterday, okay, I am not exaggerating. This has nothing yeah. to do with the Bachelor. But oh, yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday you were walking. You were walking down no, the street. I was not walking you, down the street. I was you standing. were. Okay. I was standing. They they were walking down the street. They came to me. Okay. Okay. All I'm right. Sort of ready. Put that out there. Okay. I was I was standing there. I was at a concert, kind of. It was a small concert, and. And, well, okay, so first I went into my friend's house, and his sister said that I look like Joshua Bassett. Who I don't you know may or may who not that know. is. I'm not familiar with Joshua Bassett. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Um, so he he plays Ricky from High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah, um, uh, you lost yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, not in our wheelhouse. <laughs> um, regardless, I don't, I don't like look like him that much, but I have similar sort of eyebrows, face structure, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay. and, um, and so she said that and I'm like, Oh man, another person saying I look like Joshua Bassett. Like, Oh, so this many has happened before. Okay. Oh yes. This is, this is like a, a constant stream of, of oh. high school musical, the musical, the series fans saying okay. stuff like this. Okay. Cool. I didn't realize there were that many out there. Oh, the, oh it's, Joe, it's, actually, it's you, yeah, sad it's <laughs> you sad, okay. sad fool. You sad, sad fool. I should have known. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo is big these days. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and the point is, so I so she said that to me, and I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. It happens. Uh, I moved on with my day. I picked myself up. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, I can still do this, Sam, because no one recognizes for me. You know, like, I want to be the celebrity that people are like, oh, you look like Sam Newman, not you look like Joshua Bassett. I want people to go up to Joshua Bassett and say that you look like Sam Newman. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh-huh. But then I, I go to the concert thing, and I'm, and I'm there, and... And this other random person who I think is a friend of my friend's sister also without having consulted his sister said that I look like Joshua Bassett. Nick, I'm a hundred percent. Yeah. Not I have sure no sympathy. Was... No, here's what I don't know. I don't know <laughs> okay. if this was a true story. It's a true story. This happened yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I believe it's a true story, but I don't believe it's a sad story or I'm not like saying I, it's a sad story. I, I have no sympathy <laughs> for this story. This is, this is stupid. <laughs> Is, you look like a enough. handsome guy from TV. This is your issue <laughs> on a day-to-day basis. Okay, you know what? Look, you wouldn't understand. You don't know what it feels like. You, you're just, right. I really yeah. don't. That's why I hide behind the um, audio media. The audio. Uh, yeah. The audio oh, media. Yeah, so that, that, that's okay. If I can give myself a real introduction, I would say that 
uh, I am not someone who hides behind the audio. I am full, fully in front of the camera. I make funny little parody music videos. I, uh, I do stand-up comedy. I'm out there in the world. Mm -hmm. 100%. I'm the opposite of these two. So whatever you ha whatever you think about these two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's drooling yeah, already. Yeah, you look yeah, like yeah. Joshua Bassett. Oh, yeah. You're a minor <laughs> celebrity and you're on our podcast. All right. Okay, Sam. Talk to us about The Bachelor. Sam. The Bachelor? Okay. Okay. So, I, it, so wait. So let's start. Let's start. Okay, Nick. No, let's not. I have a question. Is there Fine. dry humping? Is there dry humping on The Bachelor? That's my question <laughs> for you. Um, not that I know of. But oh. Honestly, the current Bachelorette, like, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be her. Because she, her whole thing, like, they always, you know, they always have some, you know, they have always have some, like, defining characteristic. And her characteristic is that she's sex positive. Like, okay. she comes in and she's like, I'm sex what positive. Is, what is sex woman. positive? Sex it, positive is, like, as opposed to being sex negative, we live in a very prudish society. Someone who's sex positive is someone who's, like, unafraid of talking about sex and is very positive about sex. Yeah. Sort of trying to, to buck the trend of, like being afraid of talking about it yeah does okay that makes sense Nick? okay yeah it does i guess so if anyone's gonna dry hump it will be her as of yet <laughs> she has not dry humped anyone right but oh, man. don't don't write it off it could easily... i mean i guess if you're sex positive you wouldn't really dry hump though right oh yeah no you would just hump. no you i, would I, just I hump, think yeah. i think i think being sex positive sort of crosses over to like any anything to do with sexual energy yeah but dry so humping so is a you, very you don't weird. Need to hold back. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh yeah. Right. Go. I go. Dry humping oh, is man. like the oddest middle ground of yes. sexual energy, like ever. Like it's just so odd. Speaking speaking of sexual energy, I'm surprised that a show like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, which has so much inbaked sexual energy. Oh. Uh, sorry. We almost we just said polar opposite things. <laughs> <laughs> My assumption about the Bachelor and the Bachelorette is that they have a lot of inbaked sexual energy into the premise. I'm surprised that they're not allowed to swear on those shows. Well, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what exactly the rationale behind any of this is. Mm -hmm. But what I can tell you is that you know it is meant for like a family audience, I guess, at least huh. to a certain extent. I mean, like these. Okay. When I say Christian energy, what we're talking about is the uh, I'm gone the bachelor because I want to find love. I want to find my wife. Right. Because at the end of the, the whole process, you know, like you're going home engaged. Right. So so all these people are like family oriented. OK. If nothing else. And, and like one of the bachelorettes, like the last bachelorette, Tasha, who pretty much everyone really likes for a lot of reasons she's a really great person she's like i want to have five children and we're all like what the fuck taisha why do you want to have five children Whoa. Like, <laughs> like why is that your goal very uh very mormon it's yeah it's, she's she's not mormon i mean like she's very much not mormon but so i i don't know like i think there's just a lot of that sort what's, of you know what's wrong with wanting five kids she's kid positive she she has right. kids <laughs> and why is that weird? No, no, it's not like oh man, kids or whatever. It's just, just like that's a lot of pregnancies. Like, why do you want to it go is, through all that? That's a lot of children to take care. It's of. It's a lot of children to take care of. It's also a lot of pregnancies. If I think if you go past four, you should really just be going for twelve. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> go, go for the record. <laughs> go for you know cheaper by the dozen. Basically, I feel like twelve is the upper limit. It's not okay. Good. I'm not gonna. I'm Wait, not gonna look. Have that you up. guys heard of this thing? So there was this. There's this podcast I listened to. I think it might have been on This American Life or something. And they were talking about this this uh, 
contest that like a newspaper, you know, kind of owner put out maybe in Canada. I don't remember a while ago. And Some backwards like, place. Yeah, it was it was something it was, you know, this was like a long time ago. So, so, <laughs> so he's like, hey, women, hey, uh, what if you could uh, have as many children as possible before the end of the year or something like that? Before then, the end of the year. End of the yeah. year? Oh, wait, sorry. Decade. Okay. My bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more okay. sense. I was <laughs> like, this is not going to be a fun race. <laughs> so it's a decade. You get a decade. or I think that it was a decade. So as many children as possible, and the winner gets like a million dollars or something stupid like that. And uh-huh. it's like, what the fuck kind of competition is this? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, and so awful in so many ways. But there were people who were legitimately trying to go after it, and there was this whole like kind of they were keeping tabs on the women who like were having the most children. They're oh like, God. Oh man, she's, she's coming in on number six. She's going hard. You know, uh-huh. like, yeah. that's just, it's such a strange concept. I mean, I mean, at some point it's just like, who can have more twins, right? I, yeah. I was also thinking, this that. seems like a dumb race. I don't, I don't know. Like, cause you can just, you can just go and go right. Unless you have within, well, I mean, you know, it, hmm. you know what I'm <laughs> yes, saying? No, you know exactly what I'm saying. Stuff. Yeah. Saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the advantages you actually have are like not that great over each other. So it's just kind of like a lot of luck, right? Oh, well, but mm-hmm. also the people who were, you know, competing in this are like poor people. Because like the rich people are not like, oh, yes, I'm seven pregnancies in the course of a decade or whatever. Uh-huh. That sort of thing. Yeah, so the rich people, those are the rich people are the ones, you know, watching this on, on TV yes. or whatever and dangling the million dollar bill um, yes. in front yes. of these. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, this has that's, a lot of unfortunate implications. What do they would need a million dollars to take care of that many kids? Once right? Done. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, um, yeah, that's, that's actually anything. bad. Yeah, what it, Joe's like? You know, Joe's thinking, oh man, but you're gonna have to put all them through college, and you're yeah. gonna pay all that tuition. Oh man, it's gonna be so so much. No, th- this is a no. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, he's. I think that's maybe the most out of our usual topic that we have ever had maybe ever that's <laughs> uh so so this is a podcast where we talk about things we enjoy um nick do you have do you have a thing for us i do joe i've been uh i've been in the doldrums lately bored of of narrative things you know it's oh. all so predictable the bad guy the good guy they fight each other the heroes win you know you know what i'm saying joe have you um, have you only been reading star wars books (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i actually sort of gave up on that because star wars is bad and stupid and it was kind of a breaking point when you're consuming so much star wars at one point you you ask yourself where is this all headed what is my life Mm -hmm. um so yeah anyways so i've switched gears a little and i've been watching a lot of nature documentaries which is sort of fun i mean i've done it before um but i decided to watch planet earth which you've probably heard of because i think it's kind of the big one it's got uh, a david attleborough and it's um and it's kind of like it seems to be sort of the big one that got everyone excited a while ago and that spawned all these smaller um you know similar style documentaries um, so the funny thing about this one is that it's like very broad um so most of the ones i've watched before are like ah and the elephants migrate and uh you know the penguins <laughs> live in the cold uh, but this one's just like too big for its own good it's like yeah we're gonna do the whole planet um in like you know probably like three or four hours of maybe more but you know not that many hours of footage um and so it's it's for me it's very funny because it's sort of like he starts and he's like ah yes i don't know 
the 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 rare cat in the Himalayas is hunting its prey, and then he has these like really awkward, in my opinion, transitions that make me laugh every time. Where he's like, ah, and then the clouds create the monsoons, and the frogs <laughs> in the monsoon season, and he just like switches gears completely, and the footage like totally changes to like a different animal and like a different struggle. And there's sort of a, it's sort of repetitive in the predator prey re- relationship, but it's um it's kind of fun just to like watch and not think about a lot and just like explore the majesty of nature anyways i guess what's good about it for me is that like it it interests me in lots of little things that i might want to you know learn about later because it switches so quickly um and it's always good to like see nature especially in the relationship between animals that you don't normally just because like you go day to day and you sort of think of animals in their relation to you you're like oh a squirrel it won't bother me and you keep walking or like where we live there's like turkeys now and they like they like turkey around and you're like, Oh, a turkey. And that's kind of fun for a sec, but like things that you you would never normally see, like a, you know, a leopard hunting a deer is sort of, I think relevant, um, in terms of like your place in the universe, um, and really cool to see. And it makes you remember the harmony of nature and the, the grand and awesomeness of it. So I would recommend it if you've got a sec. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I, that sounds like something I'd enjoy. Yeah, I mean, they're all the same. Not all of them, but, like, if you find a good one, it's a good one, you know, and you can just watch it, even if it's bad. I learned some cool things. Like, did you know that elephants can, like, vibrate into the earth? They have some weird other sense, and they can just, like, they can communicate (laughs) with elephants really far away, and they, like, know, like, because the elephants tell them when the flood season is coming, and they're like, oh, boy, like, and they start walking a different direction. They memorize all the paths (laughs) in Africa. It's, like, it's, it's insane. Um, and I learned about this Ethiopian, like really hot, like valley. That's like, it looks like an alien wasteland. Um, it's called the Dan kill depression. You guys should look it up. Cause it looks weird. It looks so weird. And there's all these, like, I don't know. It's, it's funny because when I'm watching, there's always moments where I'm like, what? Um, and it's like, it constantly <laughs> surprises me in the way star Wars never does. So, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what'd you guys, uh, bring for me? So, um, so my thing is no, no nature involved. It's all humans. They're doing their thing in the city, in the gritty, the heart of uh, New York. And it's so it's this show on HBO Max that's called Crashing. So as I was saying earlier, like I'm into stand-up comedy. So I'm always kind of watching comedy, thinking about comedy, stuff like that. And th- this show is, is actually kind of this really cool look into like what the life of, of someone trying to become a stand-up comedian could theoretically be like. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a show that has a lot of humor in it, in its own right. Like, it's not all just realism. There are characters who come in and, you know, they're, they're ridiculous. The main character at the very beginning of the show finds out that his wife is cheating on him. And then it kind of shows him, you know, like having to deal with going out of his comfortable home and, and like marital life where he hasn't really been supporting the family very much at all because he's not successful he's a really bad comedian mm-hmm. and and then uh, so navigating that side of things and then also the comedy world where he's learning how to kind of really push himself in the city and do all these shows all the time and like have to grind it out and it's it's just really cool so the reason it's called crashing is because he's like always kind of moving around to different people's houses and stuff like that and 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 they have all these real comedians on there so the main character is pete holmes who you may or may not have heard of and he's he's a stand-up comedian, but he's kind of portraying this character who's basically the same as him, but not exactly the same. Right. 
But then you have real comedians who come on, like, just as themselves. Like, not everyone, but, like, a large, like, Sarah Silverman comes on. You've got, like, the one of the, the characters in the show is Artie Lang. People as well. Like, there's so many people who come on this. John Mulaney comes on it. It's just, like, this really uh, interesting sort of universe because you've you've got this show where at times they're they're just showing you clips of of stand-up performances and you're watching and you're like wow these people are really funny this is great and then at other times it's like oh man pete is uh is really sad man and his life sucks (laughs) (laughs) and you're like oh i you know like i can uh kind of empathize with him or you know kind of follow his life trajectory on its own and there's all these career things that happen. And kind of as the show goes on, you see him get better and become more successful. And there's three seasons at the moment. I think there may or may not be a fourth one coming out. Um, but he's kind of at the point, you know, towards the end of the show as what it exists right now, where he is like actually starting to get some real success. Mm-hmm. But like it's that's not really the point, though. Like, the, you know, you see the career trajectory, but the main point is kind of seeing the journey of like how he... Um, breaks out of his shell he's so pete pete holmes in real life is from lexington like massachusetts oh sweet i know it's uh nearby where we live yeah it's very near and we hate lexington and (laughs) and (laughs) and and so he you know he's from the area and he comes from this religious family and stuff like that and he kind of has to deal with like confronting his religion and his marriage and like kind of the comedy world and people around him. And, and at first, like no one really likes him that much because he's kind of boring and useless. And then he becomes better liked and, and he's very tall as well. That's nice. the, the last thing. Oh, he's very tall. That's the main point. People. Yeah. That is the yeah. main point. He's very tall. I can imagine being the person, you know, in Pete's position where, you know, you can kind of make fun of yourself a little bit on stage and just kind of go with it because like sometimes it's just really easy to, to keep going with it. Like sometimes it's really hard to come up with anything good, but mm-hmm. other times the situation just makes it really simple for you. So I that's why I like the show. It's it's a lot of fun, although it is kind of sad at times. Right, like it's not all happiness. Yeah, that's uh that's from Judd Apatow, right? Who who created Freaks and Geeks, which is a a, a podcast favorite. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, now now Joe has convinced me in a single stroke. Yeah, Um, exactly. I I also like that show Love a lot. You could have let it. You could have led with that. That's not what my focus is on. I'm glad that you guys have something to love about it, but Mm -hmm. that's not what I'm coming. Yeah. Well, now it's not just that you like it; it's that I know it's good. Yeah, it is good. I'm I'm not just saying it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Cool. Okay, so I've got a I've got a, a final thing. Um, for this episode uh we've talked about pixar on the show before not dedicating a whole episode to this uh but there was a new one that came out i really enjoyed it uh it's called luca um it's a story of of two sea monster boys uh who long for new lives among the the humans of italy on the surface and they 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 join with uh their their friend julia to win a triathlon so they can earn a vespa um and travel around the world um Uh Which is great, uh, in part because one of the things I love about this movie is is the the pretty low stakes. It's it's largely just evoking the feeling of of kids going around and enjoying life in the summer. Um, all the characters are super endearing. Uh, I think every development feels very natural. Um, you know, you, you've or like you said to me uh, last week um, that it feels kind of like the perfect summer movie. Um, and I think that's really apt 
um it's kind of it, it it's kind of built to resemble like the 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 one perfect summer that we kind of build up in our minds as having had when we were a kid but like maybe we didn't um we definitely we definitely didn't <laughs> i don't know every everything about everything about this movie is so wide-eyed and, and earnest uh and i i, I really appreciate that it, it, it's i think one of the best like very centered on kids kids movies that's come out recently mm. um like you know soul was out and i think that was kind of uh compromised and sort of wanting to appeal to both kids and adults because it's got kind of the kid comedy but like the message is very much for in adults i don't even know how a kid would understand the message of Soul. yeah i mean <laughs> we said it apply to their lives we said it before but i don't think a kid would enjoy soul i i just don't um i think it's it's very possible i don't know but yeah i i mean i agree i think i think charm is the biggest word for this movie like it's a little simple but the characters feel um very alive and you know you grow to love them like extremely quickly because they're you know they're little kids and they have funny sort of perceptions of the world especially luca well, both of them, uh, Luca and uh, what's his name, Alberto, right? His friend, Alberto, yeah, yeah, because they're not exactly human, so they sort of come and enter the human world, and they have a funny little perspective on it. Not in the way that like the Smurfs, Smurfs movie or that kind of movie does, where they're like, "Oh, this is weird. This this machine makes pizza delicious," and then they love pizza the whole time or something. It's more I guess, like I guess what we have here is a very literal fish out of water movie. Oh wow, I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, they like it's a, the funniest scene for me, I think, was like, maybe not the funniest, but Luca's coming out of the water and he doesn't know how to walk. And that whole mm-hmm. just like conversation where Alberto's like, yeah, just like fall over and like catch yourself while you're while you're falling. I think that's like very cute and hilarious. And um, yeah, that's that, that was my favorite thing. I just like was swept away into this world. Um, I don't think I liked it quite as much as you. Uh, I had a rough time with the first like, 15 minutes maybe where it's kind of like oh your parents don't want you to go to the surface oh you're gonna sneak off anyways like i was like this is this is really boring yeah i think or i i i I agree i think the parents are like throughout the movie when whenever they show up the parents are just like the weakest element of the movie uh yeah maybe so but I, i think this movie's funny because it sort of doesn't take itself seriously in that way it just sort of uses that to like get through the plot it's not like yeah, I, I don't know if this makes sense. Like, it doesn't linger on stuff like that, and doesn't make a big deal out of it. Um, so it's it's more fun for the viewer because you you know you know what's happening, but then you can sort of have fun with the world and the characters in between those moments. Yeah, I think the last thing I want to mention is that this movie is so beautiful, and I know we say this every time one of these comes out, but I think it's the best looking one they may they may have ever made. Um, <laughs> They're also just like I don't know. There are some great shot compositions in this one, um, where I'm just I'm I'm so fully invested in the world of this little Italian town that they live in, and I I, I believe it, and I believe all the characters, and everybody's so appealing to look at, um, and it's got like a slightly there's I think a little bit of like I, I know it wasn't made with claymation, but it looks sort of built to resemble that slightly. Uh, which is yeah. appealing to me. Um, like the characters move in a slightly different way than they would in other Pixar movies, which I think is really charming. Yeah, uh, I, I I really like this movie. I think you should watch it. Um, it's it's thus far my favorite movie of the summer. Oh, um, there there yeah. aren't many. But I agree. I think it's, it... 
Wait, not not Fast and the Furious Nine. I have not. Oh, seen we haven't that seen that. that. Shh, no spoilers. Sam, we'll uh, we'll get to that later in the show. I haven't seen Fast and Furious Nine, but I think that Luca was a perfect movie to sort of. You have to sit down. You can't watch it in theaters. Is the thing about it. So yeah, um, which is is actually my biggest complaint because this movie is fucking beautiful. I think I would they'll love re- to see it in theaters. I think they're gonna re-release it. I do. I really do. I think maybe next summer. Or this summer at some point they're going to do that thing where they put an old movie in theater. You know what I'm talking about, right? I'd hope so. Yeah. Well, because the, the movie theaters need the money right now, and like it's good, it's so good, and like I don't know, I don't see the issue really. But maybe not. Maybe they can't now. It's it's difficult to understand. Um, yeah. Okay, you guys want to move on to the main thing? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, uh, today we're talking about uh, Naruto, which is a, a, an extremely popular uh, action manga oh, yeah. uh, by Masashi Kishimoto, uh, following the adventures of uh, Naruto himself, who's a, a prankster orphan boy. Um, <laughs> he attends a high school for ninjas. Uh-huh. Um, this volume follows him as he sort of graduates, I guess, from, from ninja middle school. Um <laughs> And we learn a bit about his backstory, which involves an evil fox demon. Uh-huh. Um, and then he attends sort of his first set of classes in uh, uh, Ninja High School, which is, Ninja I think, where the plot really gets going. So, Joe, um, is the question everyone's asking is, is it middle school or is it high school? Which one is that's, it? You got to stick to one. I got, I got, I got the impression that at the beginning of the book, he graduates from middle an equivalent school. of middle school oh, yeah. and then progresses on to some form of high school. That's definitely sense. not in college. That's definitely no. not ninja college. <laughs> <laughs> My understanding, and I will say this, you're as, the, you're the, as Naruto, the Naruto, Naruto expert, expert here, uh-huh. the person who has watched so much Naruto, yes. is that um, he is in the Ninja Academy, and at the time he's probably about 11 or something like that. Okay. And he graduates from the Ninja Academy, and then there is nothing after that. There is no high school, because then you start doing missions. So he's he's eleven when we're following him in this book. Something around there. Okay, yeah. that makes sense because he seems he's got that very like uh, middle elementary school energy yeah. to him. Um, we're also introduced later on to his his classmates Sakura and Sasuke, um, as well as their their teacher Higashi. Um, Sasuke is sort of positioned as as definitely positioned as Naruto's rival. Um, he has a dark secret, um, while Sakura is the girl. Um, <laughs> so these are these are these are humble beginnings uh could not have been said more accurately Joe. oh man yeah um let's let's go around uh what did sam i know you're extremely familiar with... i can go last i'll go okay last. okay you're extremely familiar with the the naruto yeah. anime yeah. um i'll be like the zamboni i will right. clear up all of the scratches whereas mm. so, so, <laughs> so i i guess i can go first since i have the least experience with naruto uh, Nick, I know you've read like a little bit before. Yeah. Um, more than you. I'm second place. Yeah. Second place more, expert. More than me. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> this, is, this is the only Naruto I really have experience with. I, I, I understand it from the broader, like, sort of cultural uh, concept of it. Like, I knew. Uh-huh. I knew who Naruto was. I knew there were characters named Sasuke and Sakura. Uh huh. Um, I knew they attended some sort of ninja school. Yes. Yeah. Um, I knew there were ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, I... Joe. yeah, Joe, just okay, tell us what okay. you think. <laughs> I I thought this book was okay, and that it improves drastically in the second half. Um, 
I, I, I think I have some bigger complaints with it we can get into later on. Um, I think it is... It reads very much like a, a sort of a, a beginner cartoonist. Like, he's very talented for someone who's sort of just starting out. Um, but I think that there are definitely, like, some, some weird plot movements. Uh, the characters are kind of definitely basic at this stage. Um, I think that, you know, the action is drawn really well. You can kind of tell that's what he's really invested in. That's, like, what consistently impressed me and sort of got me to keep reading. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For me, this was like my second read of this and I, I did go a little ahead just so I wasn't so bored. Um, mm -hmm. so I read a little bit more than I had before. Um, and I, it, it is very fast paced. That was my impression reading it. At least I have watched some of the show, sort of the same storylines. Um, but yeah, my impression is that it's, it's very fun and easy to read. You just sort of flip through it. Yeah. You get the characters, you get the dramatic moments. Um, and you know, after you read a couple, something has definitely happened. There is some you know, advancement, uh, and it does play around with time pretty quickly and efficiently. I don't think it lingers. I never, for me at least, lingers in a bad moment or anything like that. So it's, it's very fast-paced, and there's a lot of weird humor and, like, weird, like, overdramatic characters that I don't find off-putting, but I'm just like, oh, weird. Um, but it moves on from it, so <laughs> it moves so quickly that I just have to get on board, and um, that's what kind of makes it fun, uh, at least for me. And the other thing that's interesting to me is that, like, this is like a huge thing and it is sort of silly right now. And like you said, Joe, like basic characters. Um, but I assume that it becomes epic, right? Like yeah, this is epic. Yeah, right. Um, and that's kind of, even though I haven't really gotten there, it is a very exciting prospect for me. Yeah. So how much can I go into the future? Go ahead. Uh, Just go. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, so he, this, this is my understanding of Naruto. And I think that it's, it's really interesting seeing the manga after I've already watched the anime because I've never read the manga before. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it is very fast paced. Like you go through this and there's just, you know, the first three chapters all have these very different things going on. And like some of it is exposition, but there's this, these very quick storylines that happen. You're like, oh, wow, that's over. We're on to the next thing sort of thing. And um, in the anime, at least at first, in the original show, because there's there's really two shows. There's Naruto, and then there's Naruto Shippuden, which is like the where it gets really epic, as you're saying. And in the original show, they really draw things out a lot. Like everything is very slow because they're always recapping so much, and there's <laughs> you know everything's super dramatic. Like there's there's this one fight um, later on where there's literally just two characters pulling back and forth for like 10 episodes mm -hmm. you know trying to kill each other but they're all they're doing is pulling <laughs> and, and you're just like you know it's you know it's not the only thing that's going on it's like one of the plots but you're like how are they still pulling back and forth how do they keep finding an additional strength you know to to draw upon that they can then force their way past mm -hmm. the other one mm -hmm. it's really stupid well, and... that's because they have to fill the episode times right the, the yeah. manga like one of, one of the one of the things with with manga versus anime with like uh anime being adapted like weekly to television versus like the the weekly manga is just like anime will or cartoons or like animation or tv will just inherently go through stuff faster than a book will um well but i'm saying the opposite i'm saying that the oh you mean like oh we go through the material like it yeah will exhaust um, it faster like so, than they so can they, create it they have to when usually when making an anime with with an ongoing series yeah uh of books they have to like draw out certain scenes yes. just to like make sure that they don't outpace the manga yeah no that's true 
And and I think the thing that, you know, kind of the reason why uh, you can kind of see how the thing, how the show develops and stuff like that is, then you, you can, when you look at Shippuden, which is so much, it's such a different show from the original Naruto. Like there's mm-hmm. so many different things about it. It's, it's kind of crazy to think that like, I was watching a show like the original Naruto and now I'm watching a show like Shippuden and it's all the same thing because like, okay, so first of all, Naruto is like 16 in Shippuden. Okay. So, so they skip forward a, like three years or something and, and I, because he ages a bit over the original show and then they skip a few years and then you come back and, and, and he comes in and he's kind of having to become more serious. Like that's kind of thing he's like, cause now they, it's not just like, oh, I want to become, you know, a, a, uh, a genin and a jonin and whatever like become like or a chunin you know like get up the ninja ranks and mm-hmm. and become successful or whatever so they can reach towards being the hokage like it's not just like oh there's this one villain who's clearly a villain attacking us and we need to stop him now it's like the entire world is in danger people are dying your friends are constantly like uh, at risk of dying like there's so like not that the original show doesn't have any of this like there's some of it but Shippuden is like super serious like actual characters die right like even on the you know good and bad side both sides so it kind of kind of grew up with its audience yeah and and it's and it also it moves so much faster like they don't have as much recap and so what will take five episodes in the original show and you'd be like okay they are really <laughs> drawing this out will happen in like half an episode of Shippuden and it's done and you're just like they actually killed that person off or like they actually did this thing and it's over like the like in the original show everyone will announce what they're about to do Naruto will say like shadow clone jutsu or whatever mm-hmm. and then other people will say what they're doing and and like there's some of that in the in Shippuden but other times these characters who don't even know each other will just start punching each other and unleashing these crazy abilities and you're like what the fuck is this I didn't even know they could do that and there's like no explanation of how they're able to do that because now you're just like it's like okay, we this is serious. Like we mm. need to stop joking so, around, and it, it's interesting. so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think you know what some of what you're saying there, and sort of what interests me about Naruto is that like we we sort of don't really get like long running comics with singular creator with singular creators like this anymore in like America. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what interests me about Naruto is just like it was this basically one guy, and he got to tell this story for like 15 years. Um, and it kept evolving and sort of the characters kept changing in ways that he wanted. Um, and like over here with like, you know, I think the most comparable genre is like superhero comics. Um, like most people just do not get to write for that long on like American comics because they're owned by companies. Um, and so the, the, the writers shift out. Um, and I think, so that's what, that's, what's interesting to me about manga like this is just that, you know, you kind of get to see, uh, uh, creator's vision, um, sort of evolve and change uh, over the course of like decades, really. And, and I think that it's it's interesting based on what you were saying earlier about how you thought that the there was like this direction at first that he was thinking about taking Naruto in, like the mm-hmm. like as a, a manga, and the, then... or, or like to to clarify, like the I think the first two chapters of this clearly have like basically nothing to do with the rest of it. <laughs> I mean, they're very different sort of ideas. I think yeah. I wouldn't say they have nothing to do with each other, but I do think there it's kind of some of it is background and some of it is like maybe he was going to do this and then he decided to do something else and mm-hmm. and i think that that's kind of a common thread of the show like as you once you get into shippuden you it really feels like everything that happens is very purposeful like you're like okay 
there is this world here and all these things are connected and it makes it makes sense and it's it's this like this whole kind of idea has been properly developed but Mm -hmm. at first there are some things here and there where it like it's fairly basic there's not a whole lot of explanation it almost feels like after the fact he's kind of coming back to things and explaining it and maybe in Shippuden maybe like he just kind of took what was available to him and was like you know what I could make this cooler by expanding upon something that was there beforehand but because there are things that he kind of goes back to that you weren't even thinking about anymore you're like wow I didn't realize all this time that that was what was happening there but mm-hmm. I think really is that wasn't what was happening there right and he then was, he kind of decided he was making later. it up as yeah went along which you kind of have to when you you're making a comic weekly yeah which also is just an astonishing publishing condition that we don't have over here um like one of the author's notes in this volume is that he has like six assistants which is insane (laughs) yeah that's crazy yeah nick what do you think what's your opinion um uh, from what i've read it's you know not i don't i don't feel compelled to read more necessarily and i don't you know i had a good time but what's it's so difficult for me because there's been multiple times in my life where I've been like talking to a friend and they're like, Oh, Naruto, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, cool. I want to get into this. Cause it sounds like right up my alley, you know, like huge world building, like characters that grow up for a long time, like epic stakes, you know, like that's, that's exactly what I like. Um, and like Joe was saying, there's not a lot like that. Um, so, you know, it sounds very, it's so appealing to me as an idea, but then when it comes down to it, it's so massive and overwhelming that I'm like, a lot of times you hear like, oh, skip these episodes. Oh, this show, you know, like you're saying, like Shaput is awesome and epic, but you have to like get there. It just seems like an an, an enormous journey and I'm scared to start it. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, the the other thing that's kind of turning me off from it right now, um, and like, I, I enjoyed this comic and I sort of when I got to the end, I did want to kind of read more. Like, there's kind of a decent cliffhanger there. Um, it's just, like, they, there's not enough captivating me with the characters right now. Um, I don't know. Like, like there's a lot of stuff in this book that I can look at and, and say, this is really impressive. I probably... Actually, here's what I'll say. I, I probably would have goggled this gobbled this up if I was, like, 11 or 12. Yeah. Um, I think if I had, like, access to these from the library... Um, or I, I mean, I probably did based on when we were growing up, like, you know, people our age grew up with so much Naruto, um, uh, for some reason, just never got into it. Um, and I think that's interesting. I think that would have been a really cool thing to grow up with and, and, and to see the characters evolve. Um, I don't know if I would read more right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like, you know, about what you were saying with the characters, um, I do think kind of. The characters are very basic and mm. and you can see that and like uh, i do think most of the characters in the show are very one-dimensional there's not a whole lot of depth to them and then kind of as the show goes along more and more of them kind of become more uh like real people like they actually are fleshed out properly but right. but most of them don't even really become round characters like it's it's kind of a very select few and you see, like, Naruto it goes through this whole kind of emotional journey later on. And, like, really, you start to see him grow up and, and, and become, like, much more respected. And, and, like, all these different things go on with him. But when he first starts out, you know, for maybe the entire show, he's just shouting a lot. Like, that's his character trait. Like, if you're watching the I get the anime, that. I can understand that. Yeah. Um, that seems... <laughs> Also, I, th- I think, you know, kind of reading this back, it's so funny to me that so early on, 
he brings okay so in the show he they call it the sexy jutsu oh um, that's the best one. Oh, oh, yeah. that's a stupid joke it's <laughs> so bad yeah it's no awful. it's so yeah. bad and i'm just like i'm just i it's it's so it's so terrible but like i don't understand he's He's like writing this this comic about ninjas, and the first thing he thinks of is like, okay, I'm gonna have Naruto transform into a naked woman, and that will defeat the the stupid pervy well, man. Well, wait, so, doesn't he wait? He doesn't he throw up from like the hotness, the bad guy. Yeah, the, the, the blood teacher, rushes right? yeah. out uh, their nose. It's the it's blood the te- out it's their the nose bleed, which is yeah, like in sorry, the intro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh. It's so weird because he clearly thinks it's like the funniest thing ever because he has that joke like three times alone in the first chapter. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's not. It's like I, I understand it from like if I if I'm eleven, like yeah, naked people are funny. But like, <laughs> and and later I, on, I found myself bouncing off of like actually this is probably my my main complaint is I just like found myself so bouncing off of the humor in this comic. Um, I don't know. Like, there, there's a lot of jokes where I'm just like, "This is yeah. for people much younger than me," and it's like not funny. <laughs> no, I, I think I think you're right. I think that there there are elements of the show where I'm like, "Just why are you doing this?" Like, if you didn't do this, we'd be so much better on. Like, there's this character Jiraiya who comes, you know, comes in at some point much later in the show, and Naruto literally calls him Pervy Sage. Like, that's cool. what he calls him. <laughs> And that's his nickname, and it's because he's a pervy old man. Mm, and like they have mm. whole storylines where he's like trying to peep in on people like using the the baths or whatever. Cool. You know, oh. and it's just like why are you? Doing I think this? I think like the 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 placement of like that joke and also just like Sakura's whole deal doesn't speak well <laughs> to this comic's treatment of women. But oh yeah, no, no, the the, the fe- this is a a long standing known thing is that the female characters in Naruto are like not well developed at all like there's only like a couple female characters you can say for sure okay those are strong characters who are actually legitimately good at being ninja like they're able to stand for themselves they don't need because sakura is super strong like later on she has all this ability and yet somehow still always needs to be rescued despite that Uh and so sometimes she like actually does a good job but then she always ends up falling short or like forgetting about something or not being good enough and then she has to get rescued by naruto or something and it's just mm. like come on guys right you know? i mean in, in this one it's just like it very much reads as like well this is like a teenage tweenage girl written by clearly like a 30 old man oh yeah <laughs> oh it's that's what that's what's happening which sure. like they, there's there's nothing inherently wrong with that but like it's very apparent yeah yeah um <laughs> something i did want to mention uh and this isn't i don't even know if it's a complaint um because like i understand the the conditions of translating manga are in in the year 1999 uh must have been like super terrible um this comic has some really bad lettering what nick did nick that? did you notice this <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, you told me, and then um, I I read it, and I didn't like think about it at all. Um, yeah, um, I mean, I could read. It's mainly like the 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 sound effects and word balloons. Like so often, the the words will kind of butt up against like the corner oh, of the speech well, balloons. Okay, I guess I did um, notice that, but yeah, or like the the sound effects just feel like very stapled on to. And I understand this is because they're translated. Yeah. Um, and it's like you know that again, tough thing to to do um i think that like i've read more modern manga that that don't have these problems i think sometimes that's because sound effects are left untranslated 
which is like you 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 t- you give and lose things in both scenarios. Um, but I, I I also just think there there are points where like it's it's physically hard for me to read the book. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't have quite that issue. I think I could read everything. It's just like. I, I always figured that uh, the style, at least of all this, is like you're saying, it's like a, a production. It's very quick. It's week to week. Um, and it's on top of that, a translation. So I didn't really think about it that much, but I guess that's fair. Yeah. I don't I don't consider it a big deal because it's not even something that's like, you know, part of the original Naruto comics. It's just like what we got in the West 20 years ago. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, why don't you convince us? Convince us to watch it. Yeah. Or read <laughs> okay. it. Well, I've never read it, so I can't I can't speak to that. But I will say, like, I feel like okay. So there's there's two things that I think you can really get into. So the first is in the in the original show they have the tuning exams. So everyone I've heard of these. You've heard of this. So so Naruto and all of his. I am aware. Are, are you aware of this, Nick? Have you heard of the tuning? No, exam? I'm making fun of Joe for being aware yeah. of all the things. Oh yeah, Joe is Joe is so aware. He's yeah. so incredibly aware. So in the in the first show. Basically, everything is centered on the Hidden Leaf Village, which is, you know, like where Naruto lives and all of his friends live and they and they, they go about their lives. And so it, there's not a whole lot of focus on the outside world until you get to the tuning exams. And then all of a sudden you've got these random people with all these weird capabilities and stuff coming from all over the place. And, and all of them come to the Hidden Leaf Village and it's all being, you know, proctored by the high ranking Hidden Leaf Ninja and stuff like that. And... And basically what happens is they get thrown into a forest of death and they have to survive Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they have to steal a scroll from one of the other teams. And then they, they move on. And then all the ones that get out of that, you know, well, so, okay. So first there's a test and then there's that. And then the ones that make it out of the forest of death have to fight in a tournament in front of everyone. Like it's like a big spectacle and it's like a tournament bracket. And then the, the ones who've been pressed the most become tuning. And it's just this really exciting time where you're like, Oh man, you know, there's 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 these villains like ever and and that's the thing about naruto that i think when i was originally watching it is that i was like this is a kid's show but all of these people are so evil like every it's like it's not like you know it's it's such a gritty show like there there are so many things like you have these people coming in and from all over the place and they all look mean and the and, and like there's gara who's one of the the other like important characters like if I if it's okay for me to spoil this, literally crushes someone to death. Like mm. he has this power that the sand he the sand he can control this sand, and he surrounds him with sand and then just crushes him in the sand and blood spurts everywhere. That you know even the guys from the Hidden Leaf who are like always considered Naruto's friends and the good guys you know are kind of uh, dark characters. Like one of them controls bugs that like live inside of his body. Huh. And, That's kind of cool. You know and stuff like that. And another one like. Uh, uh, is able to latch onto people's shadows and hold them using the shadows and stuff like that. Like these are not, you know, like bright, you know, like little boys just wandering around doing their little boy things or mm-hmm. whatever. So I think that, you know, kind of going through the whole tuning process and, and, and having this intense sense of like, oh man, they have to do well, otherwise they might die or they might never succeed. It has a lot of uh, emotion and just intrigue riding on it. And, and you get to kind of, see how that process unfolds so you think that would be like sort of a good introductory story like here's a show at its best i think i think that is the original show at its best now i've i've talked to people who you know have watched all of naruto like that and Mm -hmm. all of shippuden 
And they, some, one of my friends, I remember saying that she thought that out of all of Naruto, the Chunin exams was like the best storyline. It was okay. like what she was most kind of excited by. And, but I will say, I think there's in a way maybe, but I think Shippuden's a better show, like just across the board. And um, there are moments in Shippuden where, where you just kind of like really, at least for me, really get invested in what's happening big time. Like this is when Naruto's becoming really powerful. And then he's like having to shoulder the entire responsibility of saving the village basically by himself. And it's just really like, it's very visceral in a lot of ways. But I, yeah. So like, it it is kind of an emotional show, like later on, maybe Mm -hmm. not so much early on, but it, it does become like that. Yeah, I think I think that sort of gets to like what Nick was saying earlier about how it's it's kind of sold as like or like you know the the shonen genre in general is like kind of the the series of like escalating threats yeah. um, where it becomes increasingly more and more epic. Um, and I I definitely get the appeal of that. Maybe I don't know. I might jump to like one of those points in the in the anime or manga and like see if I'm uh, vibing it with it more. Sorry, Sam. I I know that we've we've brought you on this podcast and we're just being a couple of haters. No, no, it's okay. I look. I know it's a lot of episodes. It's a lot to ask. <laughs> there are some questionable bits about it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not doubting that, but I do genuinely enjoy it. And I, you know, like I have genuinely been watching the show for like the past year, not the entire time, but like on and off. And like it's just kind of crazy for me to think about how much content I've gone through because like mm-hmm. the first show. There's like six seasons. I sk- I'm, and I'm skipping all of the filler. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There's of it. so much. There's six seasons of the first show of like thirty episodes each, or close to that. And now I'm here on the Shippuden, which is five hundred episodes, but I'm skipping the filler, so it's probably more like three hundred. And I'm like, you know, two hundred out of those three hundred episodes in, or something like that. Wow, it's just so much. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should take it one step at a time. One step at a time. One That's step how you have to take life, Jeff. I think. I think I. I... I would be vaguely interested in sort of reading ahead a bit in the manga um, and like seeing how that develops. Um, I think I think you know it's it's got a very like kind of popcorny energy where I could like you know sit down, bust through a volume in like half an hour, and I'd I'd probably enjoy myself a little. Yeah, that's my estimation. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, Sam, I'm glad you shared your love of this with us, and maybe that'll inspire us to uh, take yeah. some baby steps into this relationship. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I think, and if you don't, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think I think we always love to hear other people talk about things they love. Um, so I think this was good. Yeah, thank I, you for joining us. Okay, you guys, you guys want to move on onto our our next adventure? Sure. Okay. Um, as I as I foreshadowed earlier in the in the episode, oh, uh, our 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 special thing today. Our special segment that we do every week yeah. uh, is a Fast and Furious update. Um, oh. This weekend wow. it marks the release of the ninth installment in the Fast and Furious franchise, F9, the Fast Saga. Um, Nick, you and I set about this summer to watch every film in this in this franchise. We uh, we we've we're a bit behind. We just saw the fourth Fast and Furious, which is called Fast and Furious. I've learned recently that some fans refer to it as ampersand because. <laughs> The only difference between this movie's title and the first movie's title is that they've taken out all the definite articles, um, and they've changed the the writing of and to the mark for and, which is ampersand. Yeah. So people call the movie ampersand to That's... differentiate it from the first Fast and Furious. Yeah, it is very confusing. It's sort of like a soft reboot, <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, 
So I thought in honor of this occasion, uh, we could look back on our journey thus far, mainly Nick and I, but Sam, you've seen all of them as well. Uh, so you could join in our, our reminiscence. Yes. Okay, yeah. We watched the first one, and I was like, oh, this is exactly as stupid as I wanted. Um, and <laughs> uh, it was very enjoyable, and the drag racing was fun, and it was like the right length. And I was like, this is great. I love talking over this with my friends. Um, yeah, and then it's, it's also very funny because, like, for a movie set in two thousand one, it's a very multicultural cast, and they and they have a they have an event in the movie called Race Wars. Wait, I that's the best part. Yeah, yeah. they they keep saying Race War. Is that the first one or the second one? That's the first, the first one. one. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, they really say it so much, and it's funny every time. Um, yeah. like, guys, <laughs> nobody mentioned this. <laughs> no it's really funny it's like we, we used to play this game remember joe um you know like a like a multiplayer app game and it was called race wars and it was like it's just a go-kart racing app um i don't was, remember that well that was funny too um anyways yeah what do you think of the second one joe uh i too fast too furious yeah sorry um, yes I, I, yeah i was <laughs> i was told that too fast too furious is the worst movie in the franchise i think i'm unconvinced um, Too Fast, Too Furious is a weird movie. It's a weird follow-up because it only has one character from the first movie, uh, Brian. Um, now a fugitive. Fugitive cop. Now a fugitive. A fugitive in cop. In the first movie, he's he's a cop. There's actually a cool twist in the first movie where he's we think that he's just doing the street races, then it turns out he's a cop trying to bust them, then at the end of the movie, he ambiguously moves away from the police force. In the second movie, he's on the run, um... But the 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 FBI, I guess, drags him back in, uh, and and they have him go undercover uh, with his uh, his old buddy uh, Roman, um, and uh, I think that the second Fast and Furious um, is a bit odd because Vin Diesel's not there, uh, but I think it has some good action moments, probably like the most the most racing that we've mm. seen in one of these movies. Yeah, um, I, it, think it, it, I think it. I think it. Sometimes you got to measure these movies by like the the gasp moments, like the moments where you're like, yeah. "Wow, wow, wow, what?" And this one has like two, so yeah. it has two, two, has, two furious. This um, movie has the moment where all the cars come out of the the garage, the garage. and then the the um, boat. Let's not spoil. In that, yeah, the boat is incredible. The boat. Um, <laughs> I I don't think anything will ever live up to in any of these sort of types of movies. To the first, the first Mission Impossible movie for me, when that helicopter chases them into the train tunnel, I lost it. I lost my mind, and I will never be so pure and innocent as to you know experience that in the same way. So right, I think, I think Mission Impossible Fallout uh, has comparable stunts. Um, no, but I, I, I won't. I won't be as not ready for them. That's the point. Okay. Okay. I understand. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Drift, the third Fast and Furious. Let's ask. Let's ask Sam um, what he thinks of that because I know Sam likes yeah, what Tokyo, do you think Drift. Of Tokyo Drift. Um, Drift. What do you mean Drift? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> had to do it. Um, Tokyo Drift is is this really funny movie? Like I haven't seen the first two actually. This is oh, the, Tokyo great. Drift is the first one that I've seen. Yeah, Glad okay. we asked you and, about Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Yes, and and you come in and you got this weird Southern guy who doesn't seem to understand how to get a haircut properly and he kind of sucks and, and he he's like sucks. he's like the actor's like 30 and he's supposed to be in high school and it's so funny <laughs> yeah. it's the funniest thing <laughs> so the the thing about this franchise as a whole is that they had they cast all of these men who are really gross into like 
the roles of like romantic interests mm -hmm. and 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 so you're just you know kind of i don't know i you 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 see this guy who just is not appealing being like this this kind of male sex symbol almost in a way and you're just like why do you think the guy from fast and furious this is, 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 is a sex symbol well but like <laughs> that's what they're using him as like they're like oh man look at him okay fine sorry okay. Oh, if we're talking about sex symbols han han is a is a yeah han, han's, han's a, a beautiful man han yeah. is han is so beautiful han is he so is. beautiful He's the best character in the movie. He's really um, good at drifting, except for when he explodes. He's very good at drifting. Yeah. But he he get, he, he's, he's good at drifting to win the women over. That's, right. that's yeah. what he's good yeah. at. Drifting. And I think my favorite part of this movie is DK, which is it's so funny because they have these jokes about Donkey Kong like in the movie. And they, 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 they said they mentioned DK Mountain. Like that's where they go in races on DK Mountain. Uh huh. Huh. And I just think that's I so I did funny. not pick up on the donkey. Yeah, we yeah, don't pay so as much yeah. attention to, to, <laughs> to pick up on things <laughs> like that. Well, so one of the characters is like, oh, this guy DK. And 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 the, the southern guy is like, is it Donkey Kong? <laughs> like they say that. Uh -huh. And then this guy, D, this guy DK is just like, he's he's the most ridiculous villain. He, mm -hmm. he he's, you know, he's really good at racing. He's this thick-necked uh japanese guy who is always he's always like his head is always turned to the side and facing down and he's like looking up at you right. and you're like why doesn't he know how to just sit like a normal person i would mm. be really interested don't don't spoil any of this it could happen in a future movie i would be really interested if they sort of have had a, a, a league form of like all the fast and furious villains mm. who've been like disgraced by their yeah losses. yeah yeah i like that and they come together <laughs> they come together to defeat the, the fast and furious family yeah once and for all. yeah that's good um, yeah and they race in space called... space yeah, race yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't just don't be tell us furious that. don't just be that. called furious yeah exactly and the characters it yeah it's called furious and all the characters in the movie just like they keep calling it space race space race and it's just like funny <laughs> for the audience i guess right That'd be humorous. Uh, and then, then we get to the fourth Fast and Furious, Ampersand. Uh, and I, I, I also enjoyed this one. I think this was the one that's supposed to be the worst. Um, I don't think it has as good, like, cool stunts as, as two, or, like, even even one, maybe. Um, one has some, some interesting stuff. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I think it was nice to see uh, Vin Diesel back. Um, yeah. That's my main thought. Yeah, this one was like better at being a stupid movie, but didn't have as many like crazy stunts. I would say kind of that exactly. Like it was there was not there there was not much that really made me say like fuck yeah, you know. I I guess that's fair. That yeah, I think I agree. It's just there, there's moments like the sort of quieter moments when he's like investigating things that are just like wow, this movie is weirdly plotted out and like things like I don't know. It's <laughs> it it sort of has that energy, which is which is nice in its own. Yeah. Also, like you know, characters die off screen <laughs> and, no but it's fake it's very strange it's it's, fake, characters fake. have fake deaths off, off screen um <laughs> you have to you have to for people listening oh, you have to man. consider that nick and my appraisals of these movies are based on the fact that we're kind of only like 50 60 percent paying attention yeah we're like those guys in the movie theater <laughs> I've, I've seen so many of these movies that i'm forgetting which one is which mm -hmm. that's the problem uh well, so so that's that's the point where yeah. we've gotten to there's also a secret movie called better luck tomorrow which i did watch um it's directed by the same guy as tokyo drift it came out a few years beforehand um and the character of han actually uh crosses over between these movies yeah um he's not the main character in better luck tomorrow um but he is a side character um 
Better Luck Tomorrow is a pretty good movie. It's kind of like Goodfellas, but focusing on, like, Asian teenagers. Uh. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, I, we, we haven't seen any more than that, but I guess we'll... We will soon. We will soon, yeah. And I assume that they only get better, because... Yeah, that's what I, I heard. Yeah. They definitely get longer and more that's good. aggressive. More aggressive is what I want to hear. Bigger stuff. That's what I want to hear, too. Go yeah, bigger. So yeah. Like, bigger <laughs> cars. <laughs> This franchise, yeah. this franchise starts out where you're like, okay, it's about the cars, and then it becomes more about the guns and more about the weapons and more about like. I don't want to hear about the guns. Yeah, I don't want to hear about the guns. Exactly. But you said you want more aggressive, and that's what I'm saying. Is it no, like no, no, I, I, when no, we, I when want when cars. We say more aggressive. We, we mean more, more via, Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're little boys, and we like cars because they they go fast. So there oh, are some, the great there part of the great part of Ampersand, the fourth Fast and Furious, is that. Right at the beginning of the movie, Vin Diesel like drives under uh, an exploding, bouncing uh, oh, yeah. gasoline truck. <laughs> yeah, that was sick. Uh, that's the best part of the movie. That was <laughs> sick. That was great. That was, yeah. that was really good. Oh, that, like, man. That like, 20, 10, 20 minute opening is like the best part of the movie. Yeah. I think I totally more, more vehicles is better. That's submarines. Get some submarines up in here. There, there oh, is yeah. a submarine. I Don't tell me that. things. Okay. Oh, Don't tell us. Sam. Okay, you know what? Okay. Look, whatever. Nick, Nick. Do you have do you have a wise quote for us? Uh, I do, but I have to click to it if that's all right with everyone. That's no, fine. no clicking. All right, this one, this one is from Lao Tzu. To the mind that is still, the whole universe surrenders. Thank you for listening to Out of Our Heads, a comics and pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bordner and Nick Bertopapis. You can contact us at outofourheadspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us letters, tell us about books you want, uh, covered on the show. <laughs> Uh, you can buy our comic Jake Escape from Wizard Island at the link in the description. Uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can rate and review us on iTunes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, stay safe. See you next time. You guys and Sam, and then you Sam. just said you guys and then Sam yeah, when you're talking to just <laughs> Nick. <laughs> the computer creates an illusion for me where I pretend that I'm talking to multiple people. Um. <laughs>